1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Make your business official with Google and Squarespace. When you create a custom domain and a beautiful business website with Squarespace, you'll receive a free year of business email and professional tools from Google. It's the simplest way to look professional online. Visit squarespace.com slash Google to start your free trial and use our offer code WORKS, W-O-R-K-S, for 10% off your first purchase. Google and Squarespace. Make it professional. Make it beautiful.
0: Hey, everybody in the greater San Francisco Bay Area. We're also looking at you, Oakland. We are coming out to Sketchfest this year, again, for the second year in a row, and we are doing a rare Sunday afternoon jam. So that is Sunday, January 15th at 1 p.m. You can come see us live, and tickets are going to go fast, so go to sfsketchfest.com and just click on the little ticket links or look at the lineup and follow us there. And uh, we can't wait to see everyone. It's one of our favorite cities to perform in. And uh, go to sfsketchfest.com, Oakland, San Francisco. We will see you soon. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and there's Jerry Rowland. And that makes this Stuff You Should Know, the podcast. Yeah, who would
0: have ever thought that we could do more than one podcast on fleas?
2: (laughs) Had I thought about flea circuses, I would have thought that.
0: Yeah, we covered it a tiny little bit. I went back and looked just to make sure we weren't being too redundant. Right. And uh, we just sort of mentioned it briefly, but how delightful to dig in even further.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, there's no way that we really got into it because it's one of like the least documented aspects of popular culture i've ever come across man and there's so much misinformation and you run across people who act like they know exactly what they're talking about and then you do more research and you find out they really are wrong in a lot of it it's it's really it was crazy it was a crazy research
0: yeah and you go to web pages that are uh, solid green with white letters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Turn back the like, clock
0: to 1997. Right.
2: Punctuation? What's that?
0: Yeah, it was a little weird. But yeah. if people take us
2: to task on the accuracy of this one, then... We'll be like, you you yeah. go do better, pal. <laughs> so um, I think we kind of gave it away. The cat's out of the bag and so are its fleas. We're doing flea circuses. We're talking about flea circuses. And they actually... Like, I, I think of flea circuses fairly old timey, but I usually think of them as like the 20s or 30s, maybe even the 40s from like that old Tex Avery flea circus cartoon. Sure. Um, but they go way further back than that, or uh, even the concept of, of training fleas in some way, shape, or form goes even further back than that.
0: Yeah, which we'll, we'll get to it, but training them is a bit of a misnomer.
2: Yeah, that's a stretch for sure. <laughs> it's sort of like, <laughs>
0: Tying and gluing things to fleas and just let them be fleas.
2: Yeah, basically, as you will probably come to the the same conclusion, flea circuses are really mean. Yeah, they're cruel. No matter how you feel about fleas, they are, yeah, they're cruel. Cruel acts of barbarity. Uh, I think that's how they used to bill it, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tiny cruel acts of barbarity. Come see Professor Longhair and his flea circus, which he torments. (laughs)
0: But they're small, so who cares, right? Uh, so, 1570s is uh, if this is accurate, we're all going to go all the way back to a man named Mark Scaliot, who uh, did not have a flea circus, but he was supposedly in London, one of the first people, or perhaps the first person, to use a flea uh, as a prop of some sort.
2: Yeah, to basically show off his skills
0: as what as a he was a blacksmith.
2: Yeah, he was a smithy and he made like this really really tiny intricate collar that he put around a flea and he said check this out. Yeah,
0: and everyone was I guess cuz this apparently other people uh like watchmakers and stuff would would make little tiny watches as well as gimmicks, but I guess the thing they were trying to show is the only thing I can think of is if I can make something this tiny that works. Right. Imagine what a real size human watch would look like.
2: <laughs> it would work even better. <laughs> but he got kind of famous from it from what I understand and yeah. like the the idea of using fleas caught on. Kind of kind of well it took a couple hundred years. <laughs> sure. But if if you look into fleas and flea circuses it, like, I just took them for granted. I never stopped and thought, why fleas? But there's actually really good reasons why fleas. And it has to do with, for one, fleas used to be everywhere. Yeah. Like, no matter where you lived in the world, you shared your living space with fleas. Yes. Which must have been pretty awful, but apparently it was just a fact of life. So that's one thing. They're ubiquitous. They're easy to come by. The other one is that fleas are really, really good at jumping. And that actually makes them under the right circumstances really good for this flea circus idea.
0: Yeah. And we, we, you know, if you really want to itch at yourself, uh, go to listen to the flea episode. Yeah. Um, but they come in a couple of thousand varieties and the ones apparently for circuses, uh, are the little flat reddish brown ones about 2.5 millimeters. In length, And um, they can jump, though. 2.5 millimeters, they can jump sometimes as high as 8, 9 inches in the air.
2: I saw up to 10.
0: Oh, well, phew. where are you getting your fleas?
2: <laughs> that was from the, the Royal Air Force Experimental Station. They apparently set up some equipment in the 60s and were photographing fleas jumping.
0: Oh, yeah. I see here that they said that um, at the start of a jump, a flea mm-hmm. jump, they experience forces greater than 140 times that of gravity. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, they have these little, um, what are called elastic cuticles in their legs and they can store a tremendous amount of potential energy in it. And when they release them and they jump, that potential energy turns into kinetic energy. And since that it's basically this elastic, um, Connector that's really storing the energy. They're not having to use up a lot of their own, so they can jump like this, like thousands of times in an hour. And apparently, when they jump, I don't. I'm sure we said something somewhat contradictory in the actual fleas episode. Yeah. But the the relation of their jumps to their body size, um, it, compared to humans, it'd be like us jumping over the Statue of Liberty or something along those lines.
0: Yes, which is very hard to do.
2: It's getting harder every day, man.
0: Uh, I was kind of thinking about these fleas jumping and, like, evolutionarily speaking, uh, why? And I guess they're just so small that when a dog goes to scratch or bite at it or whatever animal tries to get the flea off, (laughs) they can't just be like, well, let me run away as fast as I can because the dog's bite will still get it. So they learned, I think, quite literally how to... Jump and get the heck out of there very very quickly. Yeah, in order to survive.
2: And the coolest fleas make the um, bionic man sound when they jump. Yeah, <laughs> if you listen really close. All the hipster fleas. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: so I guess we should talk about the the main dude though, right? Who we owe what? all of us owe a great debt to.
2: I'm not saying his name. You know, you gotta say his name.
0: Uh, this is the 1820s, and uh, he was an Italian impresario. In London, named Louis Bertolotto. Nice.
2: Bertolotto. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's so can. many O's and T's, I thought I messed it up.
2: No, I know. It's, a, it's an unusual name.
0: Yeah, so he's the guy in London who said, uh, I want to be really famous one day, and my big idea is to take fleas and put them in shows. Yeah. And it worked.
2: It did work. I, I saw somewhere that he, uh, the, the origination of flea circuses was, um, due largely to him, but I didn't really see anybody else cited earlier than him. You know, the, the watchmaker, the smithy, um, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark the blacksmith. <laughs> He wasn't doing any kind of shows or tricks. Louis uh, Bertolotto um, said, you know what? W- w- the the fleas aren't props. The fleas are going to be the stars in my show. <laughs> That's right. And I I think he may have been the one who had the, the original idea to do this. Yeah, I love
0: our, our own article said, his show was part action, part humor, part social commentary. <laughs> right. But I think that was the case. You know, they would, uh well, we might as well talk about what these things did. They would do everything from... uh High wire acts to, uh, sword fighting to, uh, political and historical
2: reenactments. Yeah, they, they reenacted the Battle of Waterloo dressed, right. dressed in like military garb.
0: Yeah, they would play soccer or football. Right. Uh, they would do, um, high diving. Pretty amazing stuff. Little pools
2: of water. <laughs> right. They would pull little chariots and carriages. Yeah, that was one of the first ones because, you know, I think especially back in the early 19th century, people didn't know everything there is to know about fleas like we do today. Right. So the idea of watching a little tiny, tiny flea, like a three millimeter long flea, pulling like a, a hearse or a chariot or a cart um, that was you know hundreds of times its own weight, does it get but any I'm, better <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna impress you, especially if you're a five year old um chimney sweep who's owned by the guy who bought you from your parents
0: yeah, or i I actually looked up some flea circuses on uh youtube uh there were yeah. just little kids there was one in I think Denmark in the nineteen fifties that I looked at.
2: I saw that on like in Telfair.
0: yeah, people were just delighted,
2: oh yeah. I mean, I watched some of the videos too, and I noticed that, like, my, my hands were clasped <laughs> together beneath my chin. I think
0: it might have been the perfect post-election, uh, YouTubing that I could have done, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It worked pretty well. Uh, so, Bertol, uh, sorry, Bertolotto, his, uh, his act was not small, if you think, well sure, he, he did this at some county fairs and sideshows. Uh, and
2: then his wife made him stop.
0: Yeah, not true at all. He actually got really famous for this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they likened him to Elvis Presley. I don't know if he was that big.
2: I think the point the author is making is like that this guy wasn't some some like he wasn't internet famous. He was like famous, famous. Yeah, like he traveled the world doing this. Right. So good for him, right? Yeah, and he did. And as he traveled the world, people were like, "I can do that too." Sure. I'm tired of working. I want to do this. But it turns out that, I, from what I can tell, as far as showbiz goes, running your own flea circus has got to be one of the more demanding sideshows there there are.
0: Well, sure. I mean, part of the problem is your performers – well, first of all, it says in here – and this is, like, again, with this research, you just sort of have to take some of these people at their word. But they say that about one in ten fleas can even make the cut. Right. Right. Uh once you find your, your champion team of the ten percent, they're they're gonna die and they're need to be cared for. Right. And traveling all over the world with your prized fleas is precarious.
2: Well, yeah, especially um if you're traveling to do shows in colder climes sure. where there aren't fleas and fleas don't do very well there, your whole troop may die yeah. the night before a show. Can you imagine? <laughs> No, but apparently it happened a lot. There was a guy I read, and I'm not quite sure who it was, but they uh, he had a um a standing gig in, I think Switzerland maybe or somewhere somewhat northern Europe, and he had to send down no she I'm sorry she had to send down to Majorca to get um fresh shipments of fleas like every two weeks yeah because hers just kept she couldn't keep them alive any longer than yes that yes
0: I have offers from all over the world to take my show but. You're afraid of one thing. When you get out of the country, can you get fleas? I went to Sweden, and I had to send to Mallorca in Spain to get fleas fortnight.
2: (laughs) Every fortnight. Who was that? It was a, a woman, a sword swallower, right? Uh, Was that Professor Tomlin? No, I can't remember her name, but she's like a legendary sword swallower. Um Professor Testo? No. Professor she, Chester? No. <laughs> none of the professors. And that was another thing I noticed from this too, but I couldn't really find the origin. Apparently, if you had a flea circus from from like the 19th century to the early 20th century, you the flea master build yourself as professor whatever.
0: Yeah, it's so weird.
2: There's just all these really weird trends, but the in the history of flea circuses, it was like one person would come up with an idea, and then they'd go and show it, and for some reason, it would attract a bunch of other imitators, yeah. and that's, that's basically the history of it.
0: I would have built myself as a count. Oh, man, you know, that would have broken a new crown, <laughs> uh, but they would have to pay money. And it says in the 1950s, Professor Testo said we pay six shillings a dozen, although there have been times of shortage when a single flea has cost as much as two shillings.
2: Well, you know, also, if you look around today, which I did, I, I couldn't find anywhere to buy fleas. Apparently oh, you have sure. to send off for them overseas. Um, but I've thought, well, surely there's some weirdo somewhere who is selling fleas to flea circuses, and there are none. None whatsoever. Hmm.
0: Well, there is a flea circus in Germany still.
2: Yeah, at the uh, the Munich Oktoberfest. Yeah, where else would you have one? <laughs> oh, it's Mimi Gano. That was her name. The flea circus uh, woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so you want to take a little break here? Yeah. All right,
0: well, let's break. Let's go pick the fleas from our own bodies. I know, I'm, I'm itching or scratching. And maybe we can train them to finish this episode for us. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: perfect home sweet home.
2: Hey everybody, fire up the grill. And fire up the party. Get the Weber Wood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill.
0: That's right. You can go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. And it's got a full great sear zone so you can put more food on the flame.
2: That's right. Plus, you can utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. And direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning so your food will look as good as it tastes.
0: That's right, the grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone, then clean up quick with a pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy to use surface.
2: Plus, you can add a heavy duty rotisserie or rust resistant griddle insert to up your game. So get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. So, Chuck, we we kind of made it as far as uh, Bertolotto. And there's actually a lot of mystery surrounding that guy. Uh, th- th- here's the weird thing, okay? I'm going to confess something to you. Uh-oh. When I first read this article, I was like, Whoa, here's a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> then I dug in a little further, and I was like, Ugh, I'm being tortured with research to do a stinker. And then the more I did, and the more I did, and the more I dug in, I'd find these weird little things that kept popping up that combined create the the... The history or the culture of flea circuses, yeah. and and the more I came upon these little things and put them together, the more I was just totally delighted. But then I think, like you, when I when I finally hit YouTube and was like, okay, I need to see some of these, then I was like, I love flea circuses. <laughs> I could sit here and talk about them all day.
0: Well, we'll try and keep this to thirty to forty
2: minutes. All day. <laughs> So, I, I just realized I didn't finish my thought. The, um, the, the weird little thing that I found out about, uh, Professor Berlotolo. 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 Berlotto. There you go. Thanks, man. Um, he just vanished. He disappeared. He, he was like as famous as, as an astronaut. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And there's a guy, um, who is, uh, I think his name is Andy Rich. He's like basically the foremost flea circus researcher working today, and he found Professor Bertolotto. Apparently, he moved to Canada and lived out the rest of his life in anonymity.
0: Wow! Yeah, I have a question. Okay, why do you always use astronaut as a fame indicator?
2: <laughs> it's a I th- it's a Simpsons res- reference. Oh, okay. It's Homer was saying somebody was richer than an astronaut. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: I, I was going to challenge you and say, name an astronaut. <laughs> oh, dude. Jim Lovell? No, no, no. Name a, a current astronaut.
2: Oh, a current astronaut? We well, got Mark Kelly and Scott Kelly. Oh, okay. All right. The twins. Uh, back off then. Her, her, their parents called them Project Gemini. Oh, that's cute. But they they did. I just made that up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. That would have been. Surely someone so at NASA
0: <laughs> thought of that.
2: If not, I'm going to trademark it.
0: Uh,. Yeah, and then you could blackmail them. (laughs) Be like, you want this nickname?
2: Uh, I know you're richer than an astronaut. All
0: right, so uh, early 1900s, if you're talking imitators, over here in the United States, we had a man named uh, William Heckler. And he was one of the first dudes over here to be a successful flea master. Mm-hmm. and uh he did the usual things made them box and race and juggle and we're going to tell you some of these secrets by the way if you're yep. wondering how these things are accomplished just hang in there uh and he said uh at one point he was bringing in 250 uh a day or a performance a and in a, and a day, day of performances
2: I, a day
0: yeah so many many performances and here's the thing if we i, I kind of wondered i was Cause I didn't find it until later in the research, like, well, how do you see this stuff? But you wouldn't have very many people in there. You'd have like 10 or 15 people crowded around a little table. Right. For six to 10 minutes. You'd shuffle them out and bring in the next group.
2: Yes. I saw somewhere that if you were really dedicated to it, I think Cecil Adams wrote it on the, on the straight dope, that if you were like a really dedicated performer, you could conceivably do 50, 10 minute performances. A day, So that's basically like uh, 10 hours with a 10-minute break every hour.
0: And if you're not a really dedicated flea master, then just get out of my face. Why do you
2: even bother? Seriously, though, I mean, as when we talk about how to do this, uh, it, it will become clear just how much work this must be. Yeah, all
0: right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, every flea is different. And like I said, uh, if you believe the research, about 10% of the fleas are fit for the job. Right. And, like we mentioned, you don't really train them. What you do is, uh, back in the, the day, you would take either some silken thread or some really thin gold wire. Like, hopefully you can't even see it. That's sort of the idea. Mm-hmm. And you tie a little tiny noose of sorts <laughs> around this flea's neck. And apparently that was really hard to do. Oh, yeah. Because when a flea eats the blood of their master...
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is true. Yeah. We'll get to that again later. But uh they're neck swells, so you can't tie it too tight or else they're gonna die and your prize flea could die. Or if it's too loose, then the the flea goes away and the chariot stays behind, and that's no good.
2: No. And you just hear a tiny bionic man sound. That's right. So um that's very hard, number one. Number two The idea that you have to do that with new fleas uh, every—I—I would guess probably every few weeks if you're on average, because fleas, I mean, they live maybe a year. Most fleas live about three or four months.
0: That's an old flea.
2: So you've got like some star performers, and they're just—they're performing, you know, for a few months or whatever. So you're having to basically constantly harness fleas. Yes. All the time. And and again, before you even harness them, you have to sort them. So you have to study and observe the adult fleas, see which ones like to the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an old legend uh, that apparently came from Professor Heckler's son, yeah. if not Professor Heckler himself, who said um, "You you put a lid over a jar... And you can train them not to jump too high because they'll hit their head on the jar and they don't like to do that, so they learn not to jump. Then they've passed their first test. Right. It's not clear whether that's actually hokum or not, but um, that's... A, a, for for a very long time, that's been part of the lore of training fleas. The problem is, I think you said it, fleas can't actually learn anything. They're not really being trained. They're actually being physically restrained in lots of ways, including that harness and starting with the harness.
0: Well, I don't know, though. Heckler, Professor Heckler, that is, also said, and this was fascinating to me as far as whether or not these fleas can learn anything. Mm-hmm. He said that he would, to get the best fleas, put them in a glass jar uh that's too tall for them to jump out. Right. And he said that he would notice the really good fleas would jump up on the side, fart out a little bit of sticky stuff, right. whatever that is, and then spend the rest of the time trying and trying to hit that identical spot again to grab hold of the sticky stuff, uh, basically a foothold, to be close enough to the top to leap out. Right. Amazing. Don't but know he- if I believe it.
2: He, uh, well, yeah, I mean, he was a showman, consummate showman. Like, he didn't just basically point and be like, look at the fleas, give me your money, please leave now. (laughs) Like, you were, like, carrying the show on, right? You had to tell this, this, this. you had to help the performance along. You're a professor, for God's sake. Right. When this guy is being interviewed over the years, I can't imagine he didn't, like, ham it up in the interviews as well. So, I don't know. Like, a lot of it's lost to... To time what was true and what wasn't as far as these, these old guys go.
0: Yeah, but he, uh, Professor Heckler also said when he was picking them out, he said stodgy ones mm-hmm. are broken to the merry-go-round harness. Flighty fleas make good dancers. Uh, those with especially strong legs will become kickers, jugglers, and chariot racers. Yes.
2: So you've got, you've got fleas harness. That's like the, the first initial thing, but there's other things you need to do to them too, right? You yeah. can take that harness and, the most basic thing you could do is take that harness and actually hook it up to, like you said, a chariot. Boring. or Or a merry-go-round or something like that. And, yeah, people will be like, that's pretty neat, that's cool, but I, mean, I could do that, you know. <laughs> but you could do other stuff, too, and a lot of it involves glue, unfortunately. So, say, like you take a tiny piece of um, of wood or a tiny piece of metal and you glue it to the um, flea's arms, right? Yes. And we should say, once that happens, that's it. That's never that's never coming off for the rest of the flea's life.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you think they even survive that day?
2: I think so, yeah. I think that they typically survive a few weeks of performing.
0: Okay, so even if they have a little sword glued to their body? Yeah, okay. I just think
2: they live well, the really sword... hor- horrible <laughs> lives. <laughs> I mean, basically, we as a a species should know more about this because if the fleas ever rise up and become intelligent, like (laughs) our backs are against the wall for what the flea circus flea masters have done to them.
0: Yeah, glued to the
2: wall. (laughs) <laughs> They'll be like, oh, guess whose turn it is. Uh, Alright, so what, go ahead. Oh, so you, you, um, you glue a piece of stick or something to their arms. Mm-hmm. And remember, already they're harnessed. And then you do the same thing to another flea. And then you tie their harnesses down and you just kind of tickle them or do something to stimulate them, and they start waving their arms, and it looks like they're sword fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really good example of a flea circus. Like you're you're having them do things, and then the the flea master's like, well, look at this. This is a sword fight. Everybody see they're doing or fencing or something like that.
0: Right, and I've trained them to do so.
2: Exactly, exactly. So there's there's these things where really it's uh, the interaction between a restrained flea, mm-hmm. usually with a prop glued to it. Yeah, Defending itself or responding to some sort of na- noxious or threatening stimuli. And then the flea master coming in saying, Oh, they're, they're fencing. Right. Or they're walking the high wire. Or something. Or they're, this is Napoleon at the Battle of Waterloo.
0: Yeah, uh, they would play soccer, like I said. So what they would do there is they would get a little piece of cotton wool. Uh, they would soak it in something that the flea doesn't like. Some odorous, malodorous thing.
2: Yeah, I looked that up. Like, lavender works really well. Citronella, cedar oil. Oh, those are all lovely. That's mm-hmm. a shame.
0: <laughs> but come to think of it, when you see natural flea sprays, that's what's in natural flea spray. Exactly. <laughs> so they would soak it in that stuff and then, uh, just, the flea would literally just kick at it to get it away. Like a little soccer ball.
2: Right. They're either kicking at it to get it away or because they're restrained, And when they kick, instead of it propelling the flea away, it's repelling the ball away from them. So if you have them just kind of uh, do that back and forth, then, yeah, they're playing soccer.
0: Uh, What about juggling, Josh? Love it. (laughs) What you would do there is you would glue a flea to its... On its back, basically, yeah. Yeah. and then put another little tiny piece of uh, cotton on their legs, and they would kick at it trying to get it off, and it apparently would just kind of go up and down and spin around like it was juggling, yeah, amazing,
2: yeah, and like this is this is uh thanks to Heckler in particular in the United States, um, he really started hitting the county fairs and um the uh, the the carnivals, so it became. Basically part and parcel with a, with sideshows, the yeah. flea circus. Like basically anytime you went to a decent carnival, there's a flea circus there. Yeah, and
0: I get the feeling that these professors would try and, they would try and innovate. They would try and come up with new tricks and new mm-hmm. things that would delight people because you want to keep people coming back, you know? Right. So that's where you come up with things like the, the high, uh, high Wire Act and the Flea Waltz. When it would appear as if a flea orchestra was playing and fleas were dancing.
2: Yeah, because there's, there's other things that fleas respond to too besides um citronella, they respond very well to heat. They yeah. can sense heat very well. And if it gets too hot, they want to get out of there. So if you apply heat from beneath on say like a, just um I don't know, a drum head or something like that, yeah. they'll all start hopping around. But if they if they can't get away, if they're harnessed in, then it looks like they're dancing. If you put a little flea orchestra <laughs> to the side with yeah. instruments glued to their, their arms. Add a nice backbeat. Exactly. Then you have Fleas playing music and fleas dancing to it. A flea ball.
0: Uh, so this all is delightful and well and good. Um, <laughs> but w- what fun is a naked little flea doing these things if you could have a flea dressed up as Napoleon? Right. And that's what they did. They uh, Apparently, historical figures were lampooned. Uh, they would supposedly get Mexican nuns who had, quote, nimble fingers, uh, tired and eyes deteriorated. I don't see how that makes any
2: sense. So their these they their nimble fingers grew tired and their eyes deteriorated as oh. they were making these things. Oh,
0: okay. I thought that was I, I know. that was a good quality they look for in a Mexican nun uh, <laughs> right. seamstress. <laughs>
2: right. How are your nimble fingers feeling? They're
0: that's kind of tired. They're tired. That's sad, actually. Then sure. So they would get apparently these Mexican nuns to make these tiny little costumes mm-hmm. and. um they, they're they still on display today. If you go to, uh how, how do you pronounce that in England? I mispronounce everything in England.
2: It's spelled Hertfordshire Show, Cambridge. All right. Cambridge, <laughs> England, I think is where that is.
0: At the Rothschild Zoological Museum, there are uh, two fleas dressed as Mexican fleas on display. And right in our lovely Edinburgh, Scotland that we adored so much, had our I known adopted home. had I known that there was a Museum of Childhood there uh, with a flea wedding party dressed up on display, I would have gone in a second.
2: For sure. But yeah, it was a thing. I think it was already a thing in Mexico. Yeah. And the uh, flea circus masters said, hey, ooh, I need to get some of those. So, Chuck, if you have a bunch of fleas and they're making you money, you want to keep them alive, right? Yeah. How would you do that?
0: Well, as we all know, fleas are, are parasitic blood bloodsuckers. Uh, and so they would just go down to the blood bank and get a bag of blood. Right. Right? And let the right. fleas swim around in it.
2: Yeah. And they loved it.
0: No. What they would do is, and this is like, gives me chills thinking about it. <laughs> they would roll up their sleeves, stick their arm down there. And let the fleas feed on their bodies.
2: Yeah, a couple of times a day. But yeah. apparently, apparently though, it was part of every single show that you would end the show with. And now, since these flea performers have done so great, I shall let them oh. feast on my blood. And the crowd would be like, "Ew, gross!" And I didn't run know that. out. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it was part of stage patter. But apparently, at least Heckler, but I'm sure others actually did let the fleas feed on them. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's a good flea master to do? Well, feed your fleas blood, either that or have like a, again, a chimney sweep that you bought from a chimney sweeper to, to let the fleas feed on.
0: I hope that, that episode has come out by yeah. now. Otherwise <laughs> people are going to be really confused.
2: Yeah, or it'll be really delightful when it does come out and they'll be like, Oh, that makes sense now. Uh, hey, one more thing about Heckler. So there is a Heckler senior. And a junior. And apparently, junior kept it going in Times Square until like the late 50s. Yeah. Had a flea circus going. And uh, Heckler's Flea Circus shows up in a scene in Easy Rider. No way. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what scene. I didn't have time to go check. But uh, there's a scene in Easy Rider where in the background, there's Heckler's Flea Circus.
0: And then they were pushed out of Times Square by peep shows and then the peep shows were pushed <laughs> right. out by Walt Disney.
2: Yeah, and Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, Heckler tried at first to do a uh, pantsless flea circus but it didn't work very well. Yeah, no one wants that. No, and finally just packed it up. All right,
0: well let's take one final break here and we will uh talk about another kind of flea circus right after this. <laughs>
2: And fire up the party. Get the Weber Wood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill.
0: That's right. You can go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. And it's got a full great sear zone so you can put more food on the flame.
2: That's right. Plus, you can utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. And direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning, so your food will look as good as it tastes.
0: That's right. The grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone, then clean up quick with a pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface.
2: Plus, you can add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. So get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. So, check one thing that I found, I'm pretty sure you found it too, was that when you start looking into flea circuses, some people think that there is never such a thing as flea circuses that used real fleas.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say when you start looking into flea circuses, there's no going back and you'll never be the same again.
2: (laughs) That's definitely true too. (laughs) Like I unchanged forever.
0: Yeah, I always thought that flea circuses were a complete ruse and that there were never any real fleas performing.
2: Right. Apparently, no, that's not the case. There have been, and indeed are, as recently as the 90s, there have been flea circuses that used real fleas following these traditions that we just mentioned. But if you believe that there are plenty of flea circuses out there that don't use any fleas whatsoever, you're right, too, because there's both. Yes, there's a, the type of flea circus that doesn't use fleas is called a humbug flea circus. Oh, I didn't and it's know. It's all, it's all stage magic. It's all illusion. Uh-huh. And it's pretty, pretty awesome actually. Yeah. There
0: was uh, a man, a magician named George uh, Tollerton uh, in the 1930s and he wrote a booklet actually, um, outlining fake flea circuses and skits mm-hmm. that you can do wherein you're sort of the, I mean while the, the carnival barking was going on in the real flea circuses, um, you you really want to take center stage if you have a fake flea circus. Right. As in not only introducing the death defying feats, but then you are are following these fleas jumping around with mimicking it with your eyes and following it around, you know, by moving your head around as if the audience is looking at some invisible thing, which they are.
2: Right, right. They are and you're basically just using your powers of suggestion to get them to think they're seeing what you're saying, right? Yeah. That's the most like basic humbug uh flea circus there are. Right? Sure. But there's one in that that started like the I guess the the genuine stagecraft stage magic um uh, humbug flea circus came about from Michael Bentine. Oh yeah. Who is a goon actually. Right. Go ahead and explain that what it is. The goons showed up in the Monty Python episode. They were the direct predecessor of Monty Python. Right. Spike Milligan and his goons.
0: Yes. He wasn't a hockey-playing goon. No. That's a different thing.
2: Or a goon on Scooby-Doo.
0: Or a goonie. Right. Never say die.
2: Just a regular old goon.
0: Yeah, Michael Benteen, he was a British performer and entertainer and he, uh, in 1950 performed the, that the, uh, was called the Royal Variety Show, I guess. I think so. And it was a little, you know, fake flea circus, apparently pretty elaborate one.
2: Yeah, because rather than just using like the his um, power of suggestion, he was using things like magnets yeah. and uh, remote-controlled pumps and mechanical devices to really kind of do this exaggerated simulation of a flea doing stuff going through the circuit of his flea circus. Right, so he
0: would, say, have a magnet or a piece of string of some or something pushing a ball, or rather pulling a ball up mm-hmm. a hill, mm-hmm. an incline, and he would say that this is the... Uh, the flea, uh, Sisyphus, and he's pushing this ball up a hill.
2: Right. Or um, th- this is this is my favorite. This gets me every time. A flea going up on the high dive board. Uh-huh. And then, so as he's going up the, the rungs of the ladder, each one gets depressed, right? So you can see the flea's progress up the ladder. Gets up to the end of the board, jumps a couple of times, so the springboard goes up and down. And then it makes a springing sound as he jumps off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, right, exactly dives into the water and there's like this huge splash yeah. which a flea could never make a splash to begin with but a huge one it's just hilarious
0: or uh, I like the one the sand table. Mm-hmm. They would have a little sandbox and the flea would uh, the fake flea would uh, invisibly jump around but it would create a little splash of sand everywhere mm-hmm. he jumped all over the place.
2: Right. And, and again
0: sand, all with magnets all fakery.
2: Yeah. But really really clever. I get the impression he was not um not terribly old at the time when he first debuted it on TV. Um, and in the grand tradition of flea circuses, some other people saw it and said, I want to do that too. So the Humbug Flea Circus took off uh, and became pretty popular in like the second half of the 20th century. Yeah. I should say popular as far as flea circuses go.
0: Which is to say not very popular. <laughs> right.
2: Popular among weirdos.
0: Yeah, I'm really kind of, wondering about this Bertolotto and his fame.
2: Oh, Like he might not have been.
0: I don't know. I mean, just because you travel the world, I mean, he could have been traveling the world performing in front of, you know, 60 people a day. That's not exactly true. Elvis.
2: True. It's true.
0: This whole thing is under a cloud of suspicion.
2: <laughs> it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's really tough to figure out the, the what's from the who's and the when's and the why.
0: And the fleas from the magnets.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because once you introduce that humbug into it, everything comes into question. Yeah. There's actually, though, there is a book that I want to get. It's a, it's a pamphlet basically turned into a book from 1975 that a guy named Tom Palmer wrote. It's called The Famous Flea Act, and it teaches you everything you need to know to do a, a humbug flea circus. I just want to read it.
0: Just for funsies?
2: You know, Christmas is coming up.
0: <laughs> I bet you someone out there will send that to you. I was talking to you. <laughs> nah, I bet you someone else out there will. <laughs> okay. Uh, my call to you, the public, uh, listening Stuff You Should Know public is, I know they're doing this at Oktoberfest, but somebody needs to bring this back in a big way.
2: Well, a woman did in the 90s. But it didn't take for very long. But, it, I mean, it was pretty big in the 90s. Um, uh, her name was, uh, what is it, Chuck? Maria Fernanda Cardoso. Oh, okay. Did you read about her? No. You should check out her act. You didn't see the video of it? No. There's like a seven, eight-minute Vimeo of her act, and apparently it's just the highlights. So I guess her act was longer. And she's a performance artist. So... Um, it was, she did it at like different places. Like she did it at the New Museum in New York and, um, San Francisco and just kind of some, uh, some pretty neat places. Places you wouldn't expect to see a flea circus is what I'm saying, I guess. But she used live fleas in the grand tradition of flea circuses and, uh, made a very beautiful, neat, almost circus soleilish flea circus in the nineties. Wow. Yeah, but there's a video of it, or there's plenty of videos, I'm sure, of it out there. Um, just look her up and look for the flea circus video with with our thumbs up on it.
0: Yeah, and you know, we kind of joked about this being cruel. It um, it's easy to to say this is a flea, so who cares? But uh, I'm sure there are people that get up in arms about using any sort of, you know, mistreating an animal for any kind of or uh, insects, animals. Uh, Let's just yeah. say for it- this
2: argument, for sure.
0: <laughs> for the entertainment of humans, you know. There's probably yeah. th- at least one person out there that thinks this is a very cruel thing to do.
2: No, there's uh, there's apparently um, societies that are dedicated to preventing cruelty to insects in particular. Now oh, there you have it. And they have called specifically for flea circuses to be banned outright. And they make a pretty convincing case, uh, especially if you don't allow yourself to stop and remind yourself that these are fleas we're talking about. <laughs> right. But they you know they're held in captivity their whole lives they're held um they're connected by a harness that keeps them held down their entire lives yeah the the tricks that they're performing are actually like stress behaviors um and uh they die probably prematurely
0: yeah well that's what went off on fleas in the flea episode, so I can't really say anything about that, sure I've had bad infestations and I had no problem grabbing them between my hands and holding them underwater until they slowly drowned. <laughs>
2: right? They're like, please just crush me. And you say, never. You'll drown. You can't crush them. You can crush a flea if you get. If it's you hard. need fingernails. That's your problem. You bite your fingernails too much.
0: Yeah, but you try to smash a flea and he just goes,
2: ha-ha, oh, yeah. doing. You got anything else? Um you can buy flea circuses, okay. ready-made flea circuses, <laughs> if you want. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, it's like an ant farm. Good luck finding fleas is the thing. Right. And I think that's it, man. That's uh flea circuses. Just go watch some flea circus videos on TV or on the computer TV. You're going to love it.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to just dumb it down and check out.
2: Yeah. It's delightful, though, too. Uh Since I said it's delightful... If you want to know, oh, that's right, I got all out of order. I was thinking about flea circuses. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know more about flea circuses, do what I just said, and you can also type those words in the search bar. How stuff works. And since I said it's delightful before, it's time for listener mail.
0: Uh, I'm going to call this what the writer called it, which is pick me for listener mail. Thanks from a teacher. Okay. It's hard to resist. Sure. Uh, Josh, Chuck, and Jerry, I'm finally writing to you all. I've been listening to stuff you should know for years. I think I've listened to nearly every episode, even the ones from the dark days, when the discussion lasted fewer than 10 minutes. And Josh was still looking for his perfect podcasting partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, My sister introduced me to you, so if you pick this for listener mail, please do be extremely cool if you give my sister Laura a
2: shout. Wow, that is really nice of you, Chuck. It is. You're feeling very generous.
0: Uh, regardless, I've been meaning, uh, to email my thanks and praise for your work. I was a high school English teacher in Illinois, but recently relocated to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I've been moved on, uh, where I've moved on to become a community college professor. Oh, nice. Uh, ooh, a professor. Maybe she could train fleas. Uh, your podcast has been a great supplemental teaching tool, not to mention a guaranteed way to keep my mind occupied during long road trips to and from undergraduate and graduate school, uh, or while running with my dog. Uh, I've used the episode on book banning several times while teaching to kill a mockingbird or informing students about banned book week. I've also used the episode about police interrogation during a unit featuring Walter Dean Meyer's novel Monster about a boy who's on trial for a crime he may not have committed. That
2: sounds good.
0: It does. Uh, and more recently, I use a listener mail about the benefits of hunting as an example of how to structure an argument.
2: Okay, neat. let's hear that. I want to hear that argument. Oh.
0: <laughs> we'll shove to right back in. Okay. Uh, the students got a laugh out of Josh's comments about waiting for the deer to fall over and collecting the dead bodies instead of actually killing the animal. <laughs> uh, anyway, really enjoy the show. Look forward to new episodes every week. If teaching doesn't work out for some reason, uh, I think podcasting would be a pretty great career. Uh, and that is from Sarah Amato, Professor Amato. And uh, shout Ralph. out to Laura. Yep, her sister. Laura Amato, or... Whatever her name is, shout out. I'm not presuming they have the same last name, huh? My modern guy.
2: <laughs> you are. Anyway, you, a, you have a beard.
0: Thanks for teaching and uh, doing what you do, professor.
2: Yeah, and thanks for writing in. Smart thinking with the subject line. Agreed. Worked. worked. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can tweet to us. I'm at Josh Um Clark at uh, Twitter, and you can also follow the official. S-Y-S-K podcast on Twitter. You can hang out with Chuck at Charles W. Chuck Bryan on Facebook or facebook.com slash stuffyoushouldknow. You can send us an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's
0: why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.